Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmas Imi Moirasi Rusmas Mordechai. So, our very first picture here on the screen is a picture of Yitzi Wolf learning the daf on a plane on the way to Miami for Pesach. Then we have a very special picture by Shmuel Zundel. He learns with his son in the hospital every day. He says that, you know, the matzav now, there's no visitors in the hospitals these days. So it's him and his son and the daf. Hi, Rebelli. I've suffered, this is somebody else. I've suffered from fog, fear of Gemara for many years now. Several weeks ago, I was speaking to a longtime friend and a Rebbe of mine, Rabbi Snow. He asked me what I was learning and I replied, not enough. Have you heard of it? He laughed and said, you have to start that Yomi with rebellious defense. After some arguing, I said, okay, I'll give it a try. Several weeks and many rewinds later, I find myself writing this email for one simple reason. I just want to express my Akar Satayv to Rebelli and the entire MDY organization. Thank you for the countless hours you put in to make learning Gemara fun and chapable. You hear Lush and chapable. Should have lots of continued at Slacha. All the best, Yaakov Goder. And here we have a picture of a lot of people want to know who Bernard David looks like. He was the first guy that came to Shir in this room. This is the room in Chaniche. This is where it was. This is basically the width of the room. It held one table in the center, and we had 40 people in that room at, all the way at the end. And somewhere in the beginning, he came, because his son is in our call today, Laibi David. And he decided that he wants to continue learning with the Shir online, because we were doing it on YouTube. And he made a Chabura in Manchester. He got a bunch of guys, and they were watching the Shir together. And he was the first one, basically, to, to learn remotely with us. So it says over here, the start of Baruch Hashem, Rebbe Umoiri, you rebellish leader. You've changed my life, having made a commitment to Limerat Torah and to the Daf and our Majesty the MDY family, Chabura. There you go, Mikhail Choyel, spreading Torah and Chazza, which, MD, which MDY is famous for. Adbi as God Tzedek, you have a grateful Talmud, Bernard David, Manchester. All right, Rabbi Isai, here we are, back in Chicago. It's where it all started from. And I want to encourage the Eilam, first of all, bring your friends, the, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Every person that comes here is a chizuk for other people. When people see other people coming, they, they themselves are mischaz, they say, okay, this guy comes, I can also come. So it's not, you're not just doing it for yourself, but you're doing it to be mechazik Torah in general. In just a few days, we're going to volume two of Yuvamas. So... We need to mention that bring a friend, encourage people. You could start in the middle of Masechta. The whole MDY started in the middle of Masechta. What daf? Chavches. In what Masechta? Avidzara Chavches. There's something about just starting in the middle. Daf Yoimi, no matter what, wherever you are, it's always a new, a new sugya, a new perek, a new, a new mishnah. Well, what's the difference? You start at the beginning of the year, beginning of brachas, beginning of Megillah, it's all the same. At the end of the day, it's it's a Ferris wheel, a car, what is it called? A uh, carousel. carousel. You get on one place, you get off the other. Your scene will be Yevamas, uh, Daf, Mem, whatever. So bring your friend, push that Gemara, donate some Gemaras. That's how we spread Torah. So the Parnas for the Koil, $10,000, is by Anonymous. 
Hill ben Sara, Dina, Rifka, Basfego, the Shibizoycha, the Zerisha Kayama. Parents of Chaydesh, friends and family, Refor Shlemi, Yaakov Yehuda, Ben Gittel. Parents of Chaydesh, Bressler, Austin, Rosenberg, Shulman, and Tobias families, the Schosh, Refor Shlemi, for Shiva, Rabbi Shomay, David, Be Yochebet, Druk Shlita. Parents of Chaydesh, by the Lach and Lebovic families, Lake New Jersey, because Taira is the best Gula. Mount, parents of Chaydesh. Chaydesh Nissan sponsored by Yoyli. Lilishmas Dov Pinchas Ben Moshe Alav Shalom, Lilishmas Chama Chaya's sister Rufruma, Bas Dov Pinchas Alav Shalom, Lilishmas Yichiel Shraga Ben Avram Alevi Alav Shalom. Paras Achaydesh, I'm framing this chus parnos and siyas shmayin katinat slocha to rebelli. I was always misubik. Did he mean parnosa for me and siyas shmayin for me, or for him chus parnosa siyas shmayin for him and continue at slocha to rebelli? Anybody pshat? No chama. By Aaron Freeman, L'schus Parnassa and Siyatat Shmaya, and continue at Slachat Rebelli. Is it all for me? Or it's half for him, half for me? We have a machloikis here in the room, so it's not, it's a good shayla. Mark and Lynn Hanfling, Lilish Masfi Ben Mordechai, Victor Sholem Zechariah, Rufu Shlema, Lizaleah Bat Mazeltov. All right, Rabbi Sai, today's Daf Lamed Vav. We're holding by Omarova. So we had a machlekes, a very, very interesting machlekes between Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish. Whether if a person does chalitza, performs chalitza while the Yavam is pregnant, and it turns out that the pregnancy wasn't a good pregnancy, was he yaitza chalitza or not? Because at the time when he did it, he wasn't supposed to. He did it anyway. It's a very interesting machlekes. And as we're going to see today, that this is one of the only three times, one of three times that the halach is like Rishlakish, that it's not a good chalitza. All over Shas, the hundreds of times Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish argue, the halach is always like Rabbi Yechon. In this particular case, the halach is like Rishlakish. So then the Gemara brings this case, as you see on the screen. Ruvain was married to two women, Rachel and Five Towns. And Ruvain goes bye-bye. And... Yehuda goes, instead of waiting the three months which she's supposed to wait to make sure that she's not pregnant, maybe she's pregnant to, 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 the, to the brother that died, she, he didn't wait, and it's Miyabim. And we find out that she is pregnant. So what do you do? So the Bryce says that the Tzara, Rachel, doesn't get married. Doesn't get married. So... The Gemara says like this, Omarov, we had one shot yesterday by Abayabai. Rav explains exactly like we read it. Yesterday Abayi uh, changed it up a little bit. He says, no. Rachel should not get married. Why? Because perhaps the pregnancy is a good pregnancy. There will be a child. No. So that's what you asked last night. So if there be a good child, I'd rather. So she doesn't need Yibam. She doesn't need Chalitza. Let the Tzara, let Rachel get married whenever she wants. What's the problem? No, I'll explain to you. Um, just as a side note, yesterday I mentioned about the ultrasound. What if, what if you see in the ultrasound that the baby's going to die? I just threw it out there. In fact, I found the Mepharshim talk about it. 
that if you see an ultrasound that the baby is 100% going to die, not going to make it, according to Taisvis, the Mechleks and the Mepharshim had to learn, but there's a shita, they want to say that Taisvis would agree in this case that you could be miyabim right now when she's pregnant. Because the pregnancy is not viable. And the ultrasound tells us this baby is going to not, is not going to survive for another five days. So today, you could be miyabim. According to, according to the Ritva, no way. Fine. Just, I, I thought it was interesting that the, the word ultrasound was brought down. So also I have to say Yishkoyach. I asked a question, uh, maybe, I don't remember when it was. I said I'm scared that my chavrus is going to make fun of the question. When did we learn the sugi about, that was two days ago, that I asked, what about, uh, we see that Ruvain was Reishis Oini, the first Kayach of Yaakov Avinu. So you see that you, you could get pregnant with the first Bia. So the Masha actually asked the question, and he says, very interesting Peretz. He says that, first of all, maybe Leah got rid of the Psulim, just like Tamar did. But then it's still, I didn't like that Peretz so much. I mean, who am I to like or not like? But then the Gemara should have at least asked from Leah, not from Tamar. Why the Gemara? But another Peretz, he said, if Yaakov Avinu was able to hold himself back, not to see Kerry for 84 years, so maybe he was able to have Bia without Kerry. Interesting, very interesting pshat. So, so it wasn't his first, it wasn't the first bia, it was the second bia, fine, the first carry. Zog the Gemara. Listen to this. Because, right, Rabbi Yochanan says that a chalitza and bia of a pregnant woman is a good chalitza and a good bia on one condition that it's not viable that we find out that the baby never survived but if the baby survives even Rabbi Yochanan agrees that it's a big zero to, to Rishlokish the only time he says that it's a good yibum is if Yavai and he'll tell us the secret that the, the pregnancy didn't end up well then it's a good but if the pregnancy ends up a good pregnancy Maybe you'll be a viable child. And even Rabbi Yochanan admits that it's no good. And here's the punchline. So you ask me, but if we're going to find out there's a good baby, no, so let, let the Tsar get married. Let Rachel get married today. The answer is Mordech. If we see a woman who's pregnant, she's in her seventh month, the Yavama, her tzara cannot get married until there's a birth. Zera'inla means that she must give birth. It's not enough to know that she's going to give birth. She literally has to give birth, and only then, it's B'Kiddush, no? Anybody ever thought about that? There's a widow. And she has a married Gashidach. She cannot get married until her co-wife gives birth. It might be eight months from now. She has to wait patiently until there's a birth. This is a shtickle freebie. Our case, somebody is and she finds out that she's pregnant so the co-wife can get married because perhaps she'll give birth to a viable baby and be of a chalice of the Rizal of Vlad Poiter, Vavlad and Poitra, she aids Lavir Oilam. 
and it's no good until she gives birth. Taima the Shamiyevlad Vikayamo. Seems like we're we're concerned, so to speak, that she's gonna give birth a viable baby. It says, what does it say? Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Yosef. How are you? Thanks for coming. I should say get over here. I should start bringing people up here. <laughs> Not to Yosef, huh? Barak Bavers, okay. But we don't have everybody in one shot. When they shoot Davis and they still okay. But those guys are steady. Good. Zog the Gemara, listen to this kasha. We're, we're, what's the concern? Maybe she's going to give birth to a real baby. And if she does, you still have to wait until she gives birth, birth. Mashma that if she doesn't give birth, what if she loses the baby? Then everything is good. Then the chalitza that you performed four months ago is a good chalitza. The yibum that you performed four months ago is a good yibum because the baby wasn't viable. And that's going to be a bomb question on who? On Rosh Rishlokish says that chalitza during pregnancy is not a good chalitza. So he's learning not that maybe it's going to be a viable child. Maybe it's not going to be a viable child. But wait a minute. If the concern is according to Rishlokish that it's not going to be a Vlad Shalkayama, so then we have to understand what's the Lashen. It says in the Seifa that it's going to be a Vlad Shalkayama. So which one is it? He's concerned it's not going to be a Vlad Shalkayama, but it says in the Bright that it is going to be a Vlad Shalkayama. Which one is it? Oh, Vim Toimar. So let me explain to you what the Bright is saying. Bam question. I'm anticipating a question here. That's what the bride is coming to answer. She's pregnant. And if you take statistics, 51% of women for sure give birth. Rive. You have to go over the rive. Maybe it's 80%. I don't know how, what the percent, but it's more than 51%. So if I'm viewing this woman, we go with rive. So let's just say that this woman is going to give birth to a viable baby. So the Teretz is, yes. And that's what he was saying last night. Well, it's a viable baby. It's a viable baby. Let the Tsar get married. There's a, there's a Zera here. The, the brother that died has no problem. He doesn't need he doesn't need Yibim. There's no need for Chalitza. The answer is, you're right. But you have to wait. So that's the Pshat. The Bryce is saying two different things. It's jumping a little bit. First of all, we're concerned that the, the, the Vlad is not going to be Kayom. And not Kayama, the Chalitza and everything that you're doing according to Rishlokish is no good. But on the, on the Tzad that it is going to survive, ah, it is a Rav, it still doesn't help. Because you have to wait all the way until the end. Omer Rebbe Lazar, Efshar Isa Lahadur Rishlokish, says Rebbe Lazar, we're paskening like Rishlokish. That what? That the Chalitza during pregnancy doesn't work if the baby wasn't viable. Turns out the pregnancy is not a good pregnancy, and I performed chalitza during that pregnancy, it's not a good chalitza, and I'm gonna pass in like rishlakish. How's it possible? There's no hint to this amazing halacha anywhere in any Mishnah. 
Nafak Dok Vashkoch. This bothered him until he ran through Shisha Sidri Mishnah. And he bumped into a Mishnah that reminded him of this halacha, this na'ana, isha shalach bala If a woman leaves town with her husband and leaves behind a co-wife, and they tell the co-wife that's left behind, your husband died without any children. Now what about, there's a couple of options here. Number one, maybe perhaps in Medina Sayyam, the husband got married to another woman. Maybe, maybe they have a child. Maybe she, this woman left behind. We're not concerned for that. That's not a concern. But perhaps he went on a trip with his wife. And maybe that wife is pregnant. And if she's pregnant, then the woman that's left behind doesn't need chalitza, doesn't need yibum. So what's the halacha? She cannot get married. Until she finds out if she gave birth or not. Because perhaps her tzara is pregnant. I can understand why the woman left behind should not have any yibo. I mean, if the woman that's, that was with the husband in Medina Sayyam and Chutzlar is on a trip, she's pregnant and she gives birth, then this woman, the co-wife here that remained here in Chicago is a Isr Dairaisa called Eishasach. So of course she can't be misyabit. Ask the Gemara, but here's the bomb question. Why shouldn't she perform Chalitza? What's, what's the worst that could happen? Let her perform Chalitza. And then when she finds out if it's a Mazel Tov, great. If there's not a Mazel Tov, she gets married through this Chalitza. Why does she have to wait to perform chalitza? I understand she can't do chalitza today and get married right away. Maybe, maybe the, the co-wife that's in Chutzlar is pregnant and that doesn't work. Her pregnancy won't work until she actually gives, the, gives birth. But let her at least perform chalitza today. And then she can use this chalitza for after nine months. So what do you see from here? You see that Allah is like your shlafish. The reason why you don't perform chalitza today, because today is zero. It's a big fat zero. The only time you can perform chalitza is after you find out, after nine months. You can't perform chalitza during a pregnancy, says Rishlakish. You have no right, because during pregnancy, it doesn't work. According to Rishlakish, it doesn't work. Even if it's not a viable baby, it didn't work. And that's why you're not going to be able to save any time by performing Chalitza today and waiting for tomorrow. Do the Chalitza tomorrow. Stam, you're asking that that's the reason why we said you can't do Chalitza? What was the case over there? I don't remember anymore. What's the case? Stop me asking. There should be some sort of xero. Maybe that was the xero. Yeah. It seems like it's stronger than that. It seems like that it doesn't work. She has to wait, not because of xero. Uh, she would have mentioned something about xero. It says, no, you don't do, you don't do chalitza. You have to wait until after you find out that it's pregnant. Look, see, it's even worse than that. The lotion is so strong, there's no chalitza forever. Look, look what's going on. Look, look at this. Here. 
says the Gemara, Ultamech, what kind of raya is this? You bring me a raya to Rishlakish, that the Brisa doesn't say anything, the mission doesn't say anything about doing, performing Chalitza beforehand. You have to wait. But wait a minute, it doesn't say anything about Chalitza, period. Why does the Mishnah not even mention Chalitza after nine months? It says in the Mishnah, What does Achetayda mean? Wait and wait and wait. You can wait 25 years until you find out. That's what it says in the Mishnah. It doesn't say you should perform Chalitza. Achetayda. Says the Gemara, and listen to this. Don't bring any right from that Mishnah. There's another concern over here. That perhaps the co-wife that went with the husband on vacation, she gave birth. And we'll find out that there's actually a baby around somewhere in the world. And if, maybe it's similar to what Simi is saying actually. It's a very, it's a similar, you hear this? It's similar to what you're saying. She is going to need a special cruise. They're going to have to announce an announcement telling people that she could get married to Kuhuna, that the Chalisa that she did is nothing. People are going to say, how in the world did she get married to Akayin? Uh, she's a chal- she did Chalitza, and a Chalitza is like a get, and a, and a Grusha is also to Kuhuna. So we have to make an announcement. You should know. This woman can marry whoever she wants, even a Kayan. You know why? Because there's a baby somewhere in the world. We know, we found out there's a baby. Says Gemara, so, no, so we'll make an announcement. Some people will know about the Chalitza. They won't know about the announcement. You might, people might get confused there. What comes out, I don't know, I didn't really find much about this. It almost seems like from here, and to me it's a tremendous pella, that this woman can never get married. Because of this cruise for Kahuna, we don't want to do it. We don't want to confuse people. And Mimela what? Achetayda, until she finds out. That's what it seems like. I don't know. What else does it mean? Right, until she knows. And then she doesn't know, because there's no phones, there's no cell phones. And they never, she never got back. It's 10 years, she's not getting married. It's not fair almost. I mean, I'm saying it's no, it's like, how, how long could it be? Nine months. After nine months, let her get married. No, Ajateida. Exactly. I don't know. That's, that, that's part of the problem. So let her not get married to Kayan. Let her get married to somebody else. No, even that not. I don't know. That's part of the problem. Not almost. Not almost. <laughs> I feel like she is. You know, that I feel that Lashon, I feel, no, it's not a feel, it's like mamish. Yeah. I, I, that, that's, a, that's, that, that's one of the things that bother me. It's like, so let her get married to, to non-Koyan. Unless it means, Dafkin in a case where she, I don't know. Right, we have to look into it a little bit more. Omele Abaya. Now Abaya comes to argue with Ribelezer also. You're bringing this whole Mishnah as a right to Rishlokish. Then it says in the, in, the, in the Mishnah that she shouldn't have chalitza. Why can't she just have chalitza in the third month of pregnancy and wait patiently for six more months and then use that chalitza later on? It seems like the chalitza doesn't work. Where does it even mention the word of chalitza? We're not even talking about chalitza. That's not part of the issue here. It doesn't say We're talking about don't get married and don't have yibum. 
would work in middle of a pregnancy, like Rabbi Yochanan. In other words, don't bring me any raya from that Mishnah. And now it seems like this is the Allah, you see, this is a gimel here, this is how the Shukhanar paskins, because this is how the, we paskin like Rishlakish. Now what? Hachoylet's the Muberes, bottom line, end of the sugya, kind of. Hachoylet's the is not end of the sugya, but Hachoylet's the Muberes. If a person performs Chalitza to a pregnant Yevama, Vipila, and she lost her pregnancy, Sricha Chalitza Minachim. She has to perform Chalitza again. And we said yesterday, Minachim, Taisis points out, Menachem could mean even the guy that performed the first Chalitza, he's one of the brothers. It's an interesting lasha. Okay. The bottom line is, that's how we pass. There's three times in the entire Shaz that Allah is like Rishlakish. The first one is right here now. That if a Yivama receives Chalitza while she's pregnant, even if she loses the pregnancy, it's not a good Chalitza. Talking about a shchivmira, a guy on his deathbed. If a person, as he's dying, he gives his inheritance away to his children. But he doesn't use a lotion of Yerusha, he uses a lotion of Matana. If he gave one son more than the other, and he said the Bukhar shouldn't get two Two shares of the Yerusha, only a regular share. Whatever he said, Dvarav Kayamim, why? Because it's a Matana. If he said it's a Yerusha, I'm giving a Yerusha, I want my Bukhar to only have one Chalik Yerusha. It doesn't work. Why? Masna Mashakasabatayra. You can't change what the Torah says to do. The Torah says everybody gets equal and the Bukhar gets two portions. You want to give one son three times the amount of the other kids because he took care of you and because of this and because of that. Aser, it's masa masha In fact, the Gemara always talks about not giving one child more than the other, not playing favorites, and even if a child is off the derech, to give him because you never know what's going to come out of the next generation. You shouldn't play around with the tzava, with the Yerusha. However, you could give mechayim, you're permitted to give a, a gift when you're alive. Not in tzava. You should, it should not be in tzava that this kid gets more Yerusha than other because that's masa masha Okay. And if he says the word Yerusha, he doesn't say anything. Now, interesting, I want to point out, the Gemara in Baba Metziah, Daf Ayin says that a person who gives away all his nechassim to his children when he's alive, it's not a good thing. In fact, I heard literally horror stories. It's unbelievable. Children who completely mistreated their parents. The parents thought they're doing a nice thing. They gave their, the, 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 their kids, Bechayim, all the Nechassim. The kids literally took the, I heard a story, Maisejaya. Kids took the parents, kicked them out of their own house, put them in a nursing home, never to see them again, just grabbed all the money and went right there. People, kids, will do crazy things, believe it or not. It's a Gemara. It's a terrible thing. So, but we're talking about over here, Shechimera, he's dying anyways, and he's not going to live much, and he wants to do it, Mechai. Says the Gemara, Kosav, Bein Betchila, Bein Besoif, Bein Be'emtza, Mishum Atana, Dvar So check this out right over here. This is just a Rashi. The green is telling you where he put the words. Tchila, Emtza, Saif. 
if he put the word matana, tinasen, in red, so here the first one is in the beginning of the sentence, tinasen sada biyershena. The middle one is yerusha v'tinasen loy v'yerusha. So he, it's a sandwich. Yerusha is mentioned twice in the one sentence. But since the word matana is mentioned, that's enough to not be over a t'nai in the Torah. This is considered a matana. As, as lo, bottom line is, as long as he mentions the word matana, anywhere in the sentence, whether it's the first word, the last word, or the middle word, it's kosher. Okay? If you do it, yerusha v'tinasen loy, also good. It doesn't matter how. Great. Dvar of Kayama. We're trying to get to another machlaikis of Rabbi Yishlakish. This so far is not a machlaikis. And we just turned to the Lamed Bowman Bay's Moishi Horn, dedicated by Moishi Horn, in honor of Jolly Joe Krause and family, in honor of Ed Kinsbursky, Brian Kinsbursky, and Ari Miller for learning the daf. Vomer Shlakish. So in order to understand Rishlakish, we see Rabbi Yechonon first. Here's Rabbi Yechonon. If he says, Ruben Yirash Soda Aleph, let's say, I'm just, this, a little bit of my lush and a little bit of whatever. Or Soda Beis Yinosan Lashimon. So here you see, one sentence says, Ruben should get a Yerusha. The second sentence says, Shimon should get a Matana. Says Rabbi Yechonon, that's fine. Because just like over here, he says the word Yerusha, and he says Matana and Yerusha. It says in the Brisa that's okay. So says Rabbi Yechanan. So what if he said different brothers, different sons? Ruvain is a complete Yerusha, Shimon is a complete Matana. That's enough. It's like beginning and end of a sentence. You see, the beginning says Yerusha, the, the second sentence says Matana. It says Rishlakish, no, 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 don't, uh, don't get confused there. That has nothing to do with what we just said. In order for this to work, it has to say Soda Aleph Yinosin Lerubain and Soda Beis Yinosin Lerubain. This is the second time in Shas that the Allah is like Rish Lakish. That's it. Shalom You need a Gemara? Okay, Balpe. Yavaldik. Yavaldik. Rish Lakish. Loilam Loikonat Shuyam Aplani Aplani Yushu Soda Plainis Uplainis Shunis Hatim Lamatana Vyirashum. Ladaf Lamadvavam Beis all the way in the top. So, says Rishlokish, you need to say the word matana for each child. Yes, the Bryce says it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you use the word Yerusha also as long as there's a word matana. But for each child, you need to mention the word matana. Only then does it work as a matana. If not, it's Yerusha and Yerusha. You cannot do. Mechaim, you can't change from what it says in the Torah. Okay, and what's the third time in Shas that the Allah is like Rishlokish? It's not. A person tells the son, I'm giving you everything when after I die. But he leaves for himself, what does he leave for himself? Peros. All the produce, all profits go to the father today. So what is he giving the son? He's giving the real estate. But real estate is worth nothing if all the profits go to somebody else. So, if I sell you real estate but no profits, could you sell that? No. You could? But what are you selling? There's no profits. All profits go to somebody else. You get to own the land, you get zero though. But the value goes to the person that gets the pay raise. All value, all everything goes to the, to the father. Everything. 
Oh, so let's see. He's saying that after the father dies, it should go to work. Land lease, yeah, okay. Real estate people, nursing home people. Yeah, or maybe there's no other sons. I don't know. But yeah, maybe, yeah. No, no, it's bimatana. I'm saying, there's ways to get around it. First of all, I was saying, look, it's not recommended. The Gemara says it's not recommended to do that. It, it brings to a lot of the kid, the other kids are not going to say Kaddish on you. They're going to hate you forever, eternally. The Gemara says it's not a good idea. But if you want to do it, it's your right to give a gift now. Nobody can stop you from giving a gift. You can give all your stuff to. I just read a story, literally the other day, that this, uh, this Balas Chuva. Her mother died, and her mother gave every single dime that she owned, and she was wealthy, to research on birds. Bird research. She got zero. But then she found out that the mother forgot to sign the will. So she got everything at the end. So I didn't imagine all the wealth goes to the bird research. She'll hate birds forever. Okay. So there's a dilemma here. The father can't sell anything because the real estate is owned by the son. And the son can't sell anything because at the end of the day, all profits go to the father. If he, the father sells it, then it works until the time that he dies because he's selling profits and that he could do. And if the son sells, then the buyer, the purchaser, has nothing until the father dies. But what happens? What happens if the son, the big chacham, he thinks he's going to sell, he's waiting for his father to kick the bucket, and at the end he died before the father died. He sold, what did he sell? The real estate. The real estate, there's nothing there until the father dies. But he died before the father. Now what? According to Rabbi Yochanan, he has to give back the money. The buyer doesn't get anything. What's the machlokes? According to Rabbi Yochanan, the payros, the prophet, that's the ikker. Who's considered? When we, if you have to view right now, if I ask you, who's the owner? Who's the real owner? The guy that owns the real estate. It's on his name, but or the guy that gets all the profits. It says Rabbi Yechonon, the guy that gets the profits. The Iker Bailam is the guy that's making the money today. And therefore, it's not a Kenyan. Because the Iker guy is alive and well. The guy that sold whatever he sold, he died. He argues. Okay, and over here in this case, Talacha is like that if the son sells what he owns, which is the real estate, and that's the Iker, according to Rishlakish, and he dies before the father, it's a good Kenya. We learned, Ain of Lajik Ayom, brand new Sugi, Rabbi Yisab, you just joined us right now, brand new Sugi. Ain of Lajik Ayom, if a Yavim goes ahead and it's Miyavim here, we'll just show, here we go. We had a Let's say this case, not really this case, but similar. We have a Yavam who jumped the gun. He was Miyavim, 
the Yavama after Ruvain dies. Ruvain died, left a wife. And Yehuda should have waited a bunch of months, three months, to make sure that the five-town woman is not pregnant. But he didn't wait, and he's Miyavama. And it turns out that, yes, she was pregnant, but she lost her pregnancy. Now what should he do? He was over Isser, he shouldn't have married her. But it turns out, retroactively, had he had Ruch HaKadosh, it was a good marriage. It was a good Yivam. But he doesn't have Ruch HaKadosh. The halacha is, Yikayim. He could keep her. He says, not true. We have to punish this guy. Why do we have to punish him? Because he was over on a Rabbanon. He was over. He shouldn't have married her. Not the Rabbanon. Yeah, he shouldn't have married her. So what does he do? Yoitzi beget. He gives her a get. Okay. So this is, this is a knas. Theoretically, you could have stayed married to her. But Chacham said, you know, you're a bad guy. You didn't listen. What? Why on her? Knas on everybody. Okay, she also deserves a knas. Why is she getting married? What, he's worse than her? This is Allah, she, she cannot get married until she knows for certain that she's pregnant or not pregnant and finished. Why is he any different than her? They both get a knas. Sometimes you have to have patience. You don't have patience, that's it, you're punished for life. Says Rava, Remeir says a very similar thing to this, in a different situation, that we punish a person. So this is very interesting. We just mentioned this halacha the other day. That we know that in those days there's no formula. So a nursing mother, it was very important to nurse the baby. And they would nurse the baby for 24 months. And if the milk is ruined, it gets ruined, the baby could die. By getting pregnant, the milk gets ruined, the baby could die. So they made a takana. If a woman is pregnant or she has a baby, she should not get married for two years. Two years. So you're going to ask me, because I asked the question, what about a married woman? A married woman is a baby, so she can't be with her husband for two years? This woman, she can't get married to another man because she might get pregnant. What if her own husband gets her pregnant? She can't be so that Gemara discusses on the Bezim and Bezim on the top. It's a whole thing. When she's married, he'll make special food and eggs and this. He could new, and then this guy could also kiss her. There's a difference. <coughs> so the is, she has a tiny baby. She can't get married for two years. And she gets married. Mama Shawar Sugya, no? Same kind of halacha. Bimnasa. And if he gets married to her, sorry, did I skip something? And if he does get married, penalty, he can never marry her again. <clears throat> he should get rid of her. Get rid of her today. As the Gemara is going to explain, give her a get. But in 24 months, you can remarry her. So Lechaira says, Rava, this is the same kind of Allah. Just like over here, we penalize him. We say, Don't, you're not allowed to get married to her forever, says Rameir. Chacham say, you get married after 24 months. But Rameir says, you can never get married. So to an hour, Allah, a Yavama, 
She shouldn't have been misyabim. She should have waited a few months. And she was misyabim. Yaiti oilamis. What's the connection? Maybe there's no connection. And I'll tell you going both ways. When it comes to Yibom, you marry Yibom, you're not supposed to marry her. She's your brother's wife, and her brother's wife is an erva like any other ever in the Torah. And if you produce a child from that marriage, it's a mamzer. The Raisa. Avil Hasam, the Rabbanon. But over here, it's just the Rabbanon that shouldn't harm the child. So we said 24 months, she shouldn't get married. Avil Hasam, the Rabbanon, Kirabbanon, Svirle. Maybe he holds like Rabbanon, that what? That after the 24 months, it's not a, it's not a penalty, it's a 24-month break. They'll force you. What? Yeah. We'll see. You know, it's very, very interesting that you mentioned that because all the way in the bottom, we'll see that sometimes there's no penalty to a Kayan because he's a Kayan. But yes, you're right. And if you want to look at it the other way, it's Xerid the Rabbanon, and when it comes to Xerid the Rabbanon, we have to be more careful. have to strengthen their own takanas. Everybody knows you're not allowed to marry a Everybody's going to stay away from her. There's no need to make a special Chachamim say, take a 24-month break. We're not going to penalize you at all. The halach is you have to wait 24 months. You didn't wait, so we're going to force you to wait. So separate now. With no penalty at all. However, Yitzio beget. It has to be strong. It can't just be a little bit of a, of a break. It has to be a real full-fledged get. And I'll prove it to you. It doesn't say separate. It says, take her out. New, you hear? Tzadik. What does Yaitzi mean? Beget. Again, let's do it again inside. Listen to this. Beget. That the word yaitzi means beget. Omer Azutra, and I'll prove it to you. Daikanami, diktani yaitzi. And yaitzi means with a get. Vilaiktani yafrish doesn't say you should separate. Shmamina, that's the Gemara's raya. So anytime it says yaitzi means beget. Omer le ravashi le ravashi le ravashi Hasam nan, or hasam tanya, it says on the side that it's a brisa. When it comes to an animal, it's one Allah, says Rashi. But when it comes to Adam, 30 days is not an Eiffel. So interesting. Rashi points out, sometimes, I, I don't think I knew this until recently, maybe like a year or two ago, that if a baby is a full-term baby, this halacha doesn't apply at all. A baby that's born after nine full months, full-term, then even if it lives a day, it's not an Eiffel. It's kol chadashav. Maybe more than that, maybe three years ago, whatever. I think I always was under the assumption that a baby that dies within 30 days is an Eiffel, Shalom Yisrael. Not true. So it's a baby that didn't, that didn't, that's not full term. And then you wait 30 days. Okay. So kol shashab adam shleishim yaim ain't an You hear this halacha? You have a baby that survived 30 days and then dies, let's say on day 32. The mother does not have to be misyabim. It's as if the father had Zerah, he had a child. Yes, Nebuch, the child died, but he had a child. If the child died after 28 days, 
then the wife, who had the, the mother, the wife of the, the person that died, she needs Yibam. She didn't have a viable child. Ha, Laisha. Avi. So, if there's a suffix now, whether or not Kolu Chadasha, we don't know exactly if the mother was full term and the baby didn't survive. Now, what happened exactly? So, at the last line of Taisvas, the baby fell off the roof. In other words, if the baby died, okay, then it's, then it's like a nafil. But over here, we don't know if the baby would survive or not survive. It didn't survive because it was in a car accident. Not because we don't have what's going on here. If there's a baby that would have survived, we know for a fact it would have survived, a normal baby, full-term baby, and it would have survived. So even if it only lived for one day, that's enough to pater from Yibam. But this baby, we don't know if it was full-term, and it died in a weird way. So, Choylat says, V'loy misiyah b'emes is dalacha. This chalitza and no yibum, because it's a suffix. V'itmar meis b'tech shloishim yoyim v'omda v'niskatcha. What if she got engaged or she didn't skadish? V'vinim shmei derav amar imeish yisrael yichoyletzes. If she got engaged to yisrael chalitza, v'meish is koyani ene chalitzes. You see that? That's what you were saying. That if it's to koyan, don't do chalitza. Why? Because the chalitza is going to make her puzzle now to, to him and she'll never be able to marry. No. She has to perform chalitza. You're right. At night, very interesting lashon. At night, Rava said like you. And in the morning he said that it's mutter. She doesn't need chalitza. Amar Sharitu, what, you're just going to allow her to get married like that? So you might as well be matter asurim, be matter isurim, and say that even chalev is mutter. What are you doing? Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll go back to this. Rabbi Yisai, for coming. Tell the about the new volume. Tell the about the shir. Bring more friends. I think tomorrow, tomorrow we're doing barbecue. Tomorrow, big time barbecue. So if anybody wants to eat Gishma, come early and bring your friends. Don't be embarrassed. Have a wonderful day.